You know, it's uh, St. Valentine's Day lawyer talk. <coughs> See how silent I was there? Are you I, proud of me? I am very proud of you. I mean, that was about as quiet Actually, as you've ever that's been. that's the most you spoke ever. I held my you breath. You jumped right in on there. You're a big St. Valentine's Day guy, huh? Oh, yeah. It's Catholic holiday, man. What's yeah. the history of St. Valentine's Day? Funny you should ask. There's oh, a couple of <laughs> things that go on from there. One was, I think, in Rome. They uh, outlawed the marriage between soldiers. And then, obviously, St. Valentine said, screw that. I'm going to marry these soldiers in secret. Couple he, dudes. All right, so I don't understand that. Outlaw marriage between no, soldiers? Okay. Are these same-sex marriages, or is this like men and women soldiers getting married? What do we got? Because it just men seems... and women. All right. So soldiers couldn't marry, period, whether they were men or women. Correct. Just each other women. or in general? Like, could a soldier get married? Married, period. All right, hold on. Here we go. It's the tradition of courtly love. St. Valentine's was the patron saint of epilepsy. So he's the falling saint. It's interesting. Uh, he was a clergyman, either a priest or a bishop. I mean, I guess they're both clergy. Uh, persecuted Christmas. This is just way too much to read here. Patriot yeah, here's what. So epilepsy. Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers than those with wives and families. He outlawed, mar he outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine, realizing the injustice of the decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. Mm. Uh, That's the gist of it. There's a, there's a couple other stories, but... So they thought soldiers were better unmarried. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that one. What Sounds is, like a Trump law, you know? No. It does. <laughs> I don't think he did that. That's like a hand grenade into the middle of the podcast table. Did, did he do that? <laughs> right there. Did I miss it? Yeah, so I saw something on, it was on Fox News this morning. I didn't know, though. I don't trust that one, though. Mm, you don't yeah. trust Fox News? Yeah. Well, what are we talking about? I mean, we, we had a big political debate last time, or discussion last time. Yeah. And we were, I have to I have to revise my uh, prediction. We all, remember we went around and we all predicted who was uh, going to get the Democratic nomination. I think, Jared, you said Bloomberg, though, right? That was, that was who I called, yes. That's probably a decent projection right now. In, in, in seven days, I've changed my prediction from Bernie to Bloomberg. I'm with you now, man. Or did you get let down whenever Yang, the Yang gang, dropped dropped out? Yeah, shed a tear. What about Biden, man? He's I need he's my like extra grand. Apart. He's got autism, I think. Not autism. Maybe he doesn't. I mean, uh, he, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's looking, Biden. Yeah, man, I think he, he does. Just saying weird he seems, stuff. Or he said it's he, early in the game. He's or like, he's just got straight up Alzheimer's. Yeah, but either way, he said the he's, Latinos he's, he's haven't he's voted, voted yet, dude. Or the African Americans haven't voted yet. So it's simple math. Yeah, I don't know. That's um, he's, he's something's weird going. I, I just can't see it now. And now no, I think it, we're we're discounting Pete, so we think Pete's gone. I don't think Pete's going to survive the South. That's that's the prediction I'm seeing. He just doesn't do well in the African American young. votes. He's he just doesn't. Uh, he's not pulling well with the African Americans. And I guess that's all down south. Um, now now Biden thinks that his hail mary, like he's he's making his last stand, and yeah. And, uh, what's the next one? Uh, <clears throat> Well, South Super Carolina, Tuesday? South Carolina, oh. yeah, South Carolina. So I guess he's making his South last Carolina game. than Nevada, Nevada, think, or is is that the run? I think it's the is. run. But I guess the big deal in Nevada is whether you get the food and beverage uh, union endorsement. Oh, they're against. Uh, they're they're they don't like Bernie. They don't like Bernie. Mm -mm. So I don't know what that means, but so it just seems I mean, to if me you, that if you want to get a job in in Vegas, be a bartender or a busser or anything, you've got to you've pretty much got to join the union. Everybody out there, they're they're, yeah. they're 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 totally unionized within the 
it's hotels and everything. Pretty powerful organization out there. It just seems to me that no matter what happens, they're not going to let Bernie get the nod. <clears throat> that is. The, so does the he go there as an independent? Now that's what. Now that it becomes very. That was sort of my prediction last week, but I don't know. You know, it's like, does he just say? I'm just going to take my marbles with me and I'm going to go yeah. home? Or is he going to say, because you could see him saying that. He like, might be pissed off enough to do that. He to quit? I can, see him, running, Ross Perot I can see him running under, under like a Tea Party theory. You know what I mean? Don't touch the Constitution. Keep it the old way. Yeah. You know, that seems like his platform. Who, like the Bernie? anti-Tea yeah, Party. Bernie, you know? Yeah, it's not his platform. You know, we... Uh, we 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 spent a couple, an hour. Is last Warren yesterday. is Ed, Elizabeth Warren out of it now? She's tanking. Okay, she's totally tanking. So it looks to me like what you have is Buttigieg and Sanders, uh, and then waiting in the wings is Bloomberg to swoop in. I think and steal the nomination. And even before we hit record here, Jared or somebody was talking about maybe Hillary coming in. Uh, all right, so we, uh, we got the. And, and by the way, Jay Simon's here again with all the facts on the screen. This is good stuff. Um, so Buttigieg has 22 delegates. Go back there. What do we have? Uh, Sanders has uh, 21 delegates. Elizabeth Warren, 8. Klobuchar, <coughs> 7. Biden, 6. Yang, big zero. He's gone, Jeff. Uh, but, I, you know, Klobuchar seems to me. What's it, happening Klobuchar, with Klobuchar, <clears throat> I said that in the last show as well. I was like, uh, she's about the most moderate. She makes the most sense. She seems, I think that her party should be backing her. Uh, I think that she would gain some independent votes. I think she would gain non-Trumpers. I, uh, I I think that uh, they don't put enough behind her. Yeah, I mean, although she's going up, uh, she's looking, you know, right behind Warren. But Warren, she's so everything on her is scripted. I she was interviewed the other day on 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 NPR, and and they asked her, they're like, why are you not doing very good in New Hampshire? Aren't you like right there? And she had it scripted out. Oh, yeah, every, I yeah. mean, she had a. She, <clears throat> she had no answers. She had. She's like Bernie without the Bernie. She believes all the same stuff, but doesn't have the same following. Or at least similar. She she pulls back some of her thoughts, doesn't she? She doesn't go full burn. No, no, no. She's she's all she's, she's a full full, full blown socialist agenda. If you if you dig into it now, what what's interesting about Klobuchar is I don't know anything about her, so she can't be that. Uh, she's not running on all the crazy stuff. No, she's not. She she makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I I I. I I don't know whether I agree or don't agree. I just don't know anything about her. But I know this is that I remember thinking uh, years ago, right after Trump was elected, the Democrats need to run somebody in the middle and they will they will get elected. That's and, what they need. And so far they have right now. No, the leaders are not in the middle. It. Yeah, they don't have it. I just, you know, Sanders and Trump. I just can you imagine that election? I mean, it actually might be fun to watch in a no, lot of ways. Like the, the insults going back and forth, the, oh. the chaos. And Trump is already in a tweet war with with uh, what's his name, Bloomberg. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's calling him Shorty. Man, I'm just telling <laughs> he you. He called him Shorty. I really wish that shorty. he he won't. He will never put it down, and we know this. He will never put down the the tweeters. But boy, oh boy. He really should, and I, he ain't helping out. He ain't helping out his boy Stone. No, he's not. I mean, because here's here's everybody's like, well, they're sending in Barr, and he's going to get him to. It's like this. Actually, not at all. The judge is going to say yeah. what Stone, what kind of time Stone does. Yeah. They can make any recommendations that they want. When it comes down to it, it's the judge that Trump has been bashing, and now everybody thinks that they the the court systems are, are you know I mean on that it's rigged through Trump. So they're going to do the opposite. I think that uh, his tweets there and thanking uh, Barr for coming up in the front is not going to help out 
old uh, stone, but it doesn't really matter because he's just probably going to. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, if Trump, on the one hand, everybody's like, well, that's why he, he got elected. The, his, his, the Trump followers love the tweets, and that's what makes him Trump, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think the Trump followers will vote for him if he doesn't tweet or if he does tweet. And a lot of people are being yeah, turned I off think by so. the tweeting. You know? I think that's true. I was listening to a story on NPR this morning that said um, Trump asked for $3.5 billion more to finish the wall. Because yeah. I think he had like $11 billion or whatever invested in it. And they had two real camps speaking about it. I didn't realize the wall, it's different than where the border line is. Because you got the other side of the wall. Yeah. So you know, to where they're afraid some, right now they're just going to be patrolling the wall, not yeah. the actual border. So you got the brush, you got the Rio Grande, because the Rio Grande is like our last offense. And that wall is going to go on some people's property, which will go in front. Well, the way they were talking, the Rio Grande was the first defense. Yes. So there might be areas where the Rio Grande's on the opposite side of the wall, mm-hmm. right? So the issue was that there was farm owners down there where the wall went straight through their property. And what they're talking about doing is making doors and give with them a pass code. codes yeah, this so sounds... they can go through to do stuff on the other side of the wall because technically that's still the United States. But only they have the passcode. That code could become very valuable. That you know code they, could you know become very need? valuable. They, I, they I, need your boy's facial recognition software. So it was interesting, though. The, the, my, my, my point is this. They had one person that was, I mean, literally the, the government was taking over their land. I think he got some compensation for it. Probably threw him in the domain. He was still a Trump yeah. fan. He was still a Trump voter. He goes, look, the way I, I look at this is I don't agree with him on this wall thing. I don't. But just because I don't gl- agree with him on one issue doesn't mean I'm still not conservative and appreciate the other things that he's doing. Yeah. And then another one said, if they put that wall up out there, it's going to make me look like I'm living in a prison and I'm going to shoot the lights off the wall. That was the other guy's stance. Target so practice. he was hoping he was continuing, I guess, negotiations with the Border Patrol because he wanted it to stretch into the election, hoping that a Democrat got elected and they would pull back the wall. Well, if Bloomberg gets elected, it might solve his problem in in one of two ways. Either Bloomberg is going to uh, not build the wall or tear it down, and he's going to take all his guns. Bloomberg, so he won't Bloomberg to- wants to not build the wall. And, oh, yeah, he had that. That thing in New York, right, where he tried to take a bunch of handguns. Yeah, he's Isn't gonna, he the one he that's responsible to, for that. He wants to ban yeah. guns. I'll, like, just get rid of them. I just want to take your guns. And that's what. Well, uh, like remember, when there's no guns, there's no gun deaths, right? I that's mean, correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. So but, we are going to legislate <laughs> with a magic pen. I'm just kidding. We're going to we're going to legislate with a magic pen the existence of all firearms. Yeah. I got into this the other day with uh, you know the like even it was a discussion. I was at dinner with some friends and they were like even uh, Mike and. I don't want to say conservative, somebody who is uh, in favor of guns, but still cool with some gun regulation was saying, you know, what's wrong with having, one of the things that's being proposed is having background checks on private gun transactions. So Jared, if I buy a gun from you, in theory, we got to go get an FFL and uh, we have to um, uh, register it and I have to get a background check, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And he's like, well, that sounds like a great idea. And I said, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. How many criminals are going to do that? And then, and then if you want to run a background check on somebody, you can just say you're going to sell them a gun because that's kind of how they were proposing that forward is that you could just list and say, I'm going to sell to Mr. X. Mr. X doesn't have to sign anything. Background check done. See, I so think now the way around that would be the form, though, like because you, you, there is a form you got to fill out. So maybe you have to have that official form. Of course, that could be forged. I mean, it, it, you're right. It's just wrought with all sorts of gaps and 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 uh, and loopholes. But, you know, I don't know. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy a gun and I'm a criminal, I'm probably not gonna 
buy call, it lawfully. Call the FFL and say, hey, would you check my background before I go buy this gun to rob this bank? Now, no matter what I've heard from any interviews from wherever the polling is and things are going through, Democrats on the side have always said, whoever can beat Trump. Like a lot of them just thrown in there. They don't care who or what. And I was, as I'm sitting here, and I said that they're going to call Bloomberg. Do you think he can beat Trump or do you think that that old Pistol Pete has a better chance? I don't know, man. I don't think Pistol Pete beats I don't, Trump. I'll be honest with you. I don't think anybody beats Trump. I think Bloomberg can. I don't think anybody on that list is going to be Trump. All right, here we go. Criminals, is this on Bloomberg's website? No, this is not. Bloomberg's remarks at the Aspen Institution. We need to disarm. Minorities. Did he say this? Did he we need really to, say we need that? To disarm minorities? What's, what, can we play the audio? What is this? All right, criminals don't follow laws. Larger government grows. If you're, no, this is just informational stuff. Yeah, no, he wanted to take away guns. And um, is not shy about it. Between All right, so here's what he says. Bloomberg claimed that 95% of the murders fall into a specific category. Oh, I did hear the news about this. And it, none of it's all male, that untrue. Go back up. Let me see that. Male minority. All right, Bloomberg claimed that 95% of the murders fall into a specific category. Male minority in between the ages of 15 and 25. Well, that is true, I think. And cities need to get guns out of this group's hands and keep them alive, he said. All right, well, at least he's honest in some way about about that because a lot of the gun debates they, like they they ignore the fact that a lot of the gun violence a lot of the killings are one of two things either what he's talking about like inner city killings and the other is is uh suicides a lot of the gun deaths are are directly related but to when suicide. it comes to like these mass shootings you don't see a, a lot of minorities it is statistically insignificant mass it's shootings. the white <clears throat> male the white male sure yeah but, but the number of mass i think shootings, a mass shooting is uh four people <clears throat> That's uh that that's what yeah, it's, it's a classified. Very low, it's, it's, it's a, a very, single digit. Yeah, uh, not si- yeah yeah single digit. I think it's four. If if four people are are shot in one incident, that is considered a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's saying most black murder victims, ninety three percent were killed by other black people. This study found about eighty five percent of the white victims were slain by other white people. All right. Well, so be it. I don't. So we should take them out of the white hands too. I don't think he said that we should take guns out of specifically only minorities. I think that... Well, that's what the heading we just saw was. Well, I mean, I think they're trying to make it look that way. But I think, on the other hand, I think Dan DanaLoche.com. What's that? I'm guessing uh, not a... He's a nationally syndicated <laughs> talk be, radio might host. be affiliated with somebody. Yeah. Hands off guns. In my book, Hands off He's not. He's got no bias in my oh, book. Oh, it's his hands book. He wrote a gun. book that said that. Oh, I see. I see. No, I mean, I think... Uh, I, 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 for well, sure, but I, this did get a lot of headlines. Like people were coming down on Bloomberg for this a little bit for saying this stuff. The other day too, they have him on tape. Yeah, he was on. He was at a radio show talking about this, and yeah. but did he really say he wants to ban all guns or just no, certain he, types? That's his. He has said oh, that. Yeah. He has said okay. that. They all yeah, did. They and all Buttigieg did. said that too. He's going to get rid of all the guns. Heck yeah, I'm going to take your guns. That wasn't Buttigieg. So that do was... we know what it takes to do that? They can't do that. Like how does it? I don't think it takes the, the UN the amendment. How would you, you be need able the UN to do that? The UN. So how is Bloomberg? Right, we did dig into that. Yeah, I mean, you got a right to own a firearm that? from Heller. That's what I mean. How is Bloomberg going to do that? How is he going to? But it's not that? an absolute right. So there's regulations on all our rights. I mean, but to ban them all, I think that's going to be impossible. Well, I mean, we should probably from, from an executive order or something like that. Tires. We we should talk a little bit about this because you do have you have the Heller case, which was really the first time that the Supreme Court recognized. Uh, the right to own arms and bear arms as an individual right, which is significant constitutionally. 
And, you know, I think Heller was the case where it was a security guard or something, and they, they banned guns in your even in your home. In D.C., yeah. Yeah, and you, so he couldn't get to his job at home and have a I mean, there was all sorts of problems with it. And the, the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that. And they sort of recognized it uh, as an individual right. And then later on, I think it was a case called Washington versus somebody out of Wisconsin. Somebody, and then the 14th Amendment made that applicable to yeah. the states. So it's uh, now we know under Heller it's a it's an individual right. So could they just go in and ban guns without amending the Constitution? No, because it, if it's individual, it's a fundamental right. Correct. And there's certain scrutiny that they have to use to. Well, we don't know that. We don't know what level of scrutiny yet. We're going to get to right. this maybe. Maybe we'll just cover. But this. perhaps I, I mean, can't I, believe you would take such a stance. I mean, I'm no genius when it comes to political, but if you have, I mean, there are people out there that are going to that are going to vote for changes in guns because of what they see, you know, happening across the country. But then there's a lot of people that when you t- take gun rights away are not going to have anything to do with you. And they're going to tell all their friends to not vote for you. Yeah. Do you so really it's like, wanna... why do you take such a hard stance saying I want to remove all guns? You could just say, look, I believe in gun reform. Like Pete did. He didn't say he's taking guns. No, away. He did. No, you're thinking he didn't you're, say no, that. You're, you're the wrong guy. You're you're talking I'm about the, skateboarder. No, no, Bloomberg said no, that. No, no, not Bloomberg. It was what's his name? Beto O'Rourke said it too. Beto O'Rourke. But Pete also said he goes, "You're darn right. I'm going to take your gun." Like he, it was like some rhetorical well, thing. I thought that he was, said something like, "If you have, if you have an assault well, rifle no, that needs to be used in military, yeah, I don't know I'm if anyone said they're going to ban all guns. I don't think he said. I don't that. think any of them said that. But well, that's what Bloomberg. I mean, that's what he implemented in New York, right? Didn't he have something years back with pistols? Yeah. All right, where is he saying it? Uh, well, let's just go to, go, to his, go to his website, because I think... No, it was a quote. It, his website was watered-down version of his quote. Oh, well, the, 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 only, the only truth you're going to find is on his website. Uh-huh. <laughs> on whose website? <laughs> Pete's, I'm just kidding. All right, Pete Buttigieg runs as a moderate while championing far-left policies. All right, so Pete... I think he said it. Now, I think it was sort of rhetorical, like, you're darn right, I'm going to take your guns, we're going to take the guns. Just remember, naval intelligence. And this guy's Harvard. a naval intelligence guy from Harvard. That's his, Jay's, uh... Who is? Pete Budding. Petey. Pete's from Harvard? Yep. That's, it makes me want to vote for him more. Yeah. All right, really? stop right there, Jay. We know there needs to be common sense gun safety reform in this country. All right, so safety reform. What's he really saying there? So gun safety reform in this country, and there's a lot of things we can do at the civic level to knit back together the social fabric that is so frayed in this country. All right, so here we have. We have this, like, watered-down code. There's a lot of things we can do at the civic level. Nobody knows what that means. And knit back together the social fabric. So that's all rhetorical nonsense. Here we go. Uh, He also urges a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. So. Yeah, here we are. We had no definition of assault weapon. This has always been my problem with this stuff. So we, we sort of covered this last time. But assault weapons has no real good definition. Anything, any gun you use in assault is an assault weapon. And then you get to these red flag laws, which really yeah, doesn't we went define. Through this last yeah, time. we covered all that. We don't need yeah, to do this went, again. He went through, we went through what he wanted to do. Yeah. He wanted, I think he's the guy that wants to do it like driver's licenses. You have to have a license for a gun. Right. But, you know, yeah. this is what we were talking about at dinner, and Jeff, we were talking about this too. So it's like, since no one, I, I think we can all agree that the criminal seeking to obtain a gun is not going to walk, in, if they have a record, is not going to walk into Vance's or some gun store and say, all right, I know I have a felony record, but I'd like to buy a gun anyway, please. 
or lie about their record. I mean, maybe they can get away with that, but no, no regulation would change it if they have fake, fictitious identifications, et cetera. And then even more remote on the personal side, if some criminal is going to go talk to his buddy who happens to have a gun and say, hey, man, I'll give you a hundy for that 38 special. I'm going to go knock off the liquor store on the corner. Uh, would you just sell it to me? And the guy's like, yeah, but I have to have you fill out this form first. Yeah. And we're going to check your background and make sure that I'm allowed to give it to you. It's not going to happen. So then the right. question is, what are they what I don't are they think really we ever get that far Or we're going to have anyway. a lot of straw men involved. Or it, right. Yeah. So that's not going to stop any crime at all. So now the question is, why do it? Well, the only way it would stop crime is if you take it to its extreme, which you kind of are, is just take all the guns. That's I get it. Is. They're still going to be in a criminal's hands. There still may be ways to get it. But the more you take, the more sure. the, the harder it's going to be to If you want to get start with the premise that if you eliminate all the guns. That's got to be the theory. If you eliminate every yeah. gun on the planet, there will be no gun crime. Yeah. All right, fair enough. But it's. I think you also have to accept the same premise that that is impossible. And on, on some level, if you take all the guns, you're by and large taking guns from people who are not the criminals uh, with the justification, the only possible rational justification being if fewer people have guns, there'll be fewer available to criminals. So, and, and the problem with that is you end up with this rational basis justification for back to where we were, Bill, for a constitutional right, which requires more scrutiny than rational basis. Correct. Yeah. And It'd be strict scrutiny. Well, we don't I think know. it's it's solely it, it should be if it's a fundamental right. We I mean, don't know. Well, I tell you what, if you want to tune into State versus Weber, that is State versus Weber, soon to be argued in the Ohio Supreme mm. Court on February, I believe, twenty fourth, by yours truly, uh, we are addressing that issue. So it turns out down in Claremont County, uh, they charge people with a uh, with possession of firearms while intoxicated <coughs> in their own house. So it's a crime to be in possession of a gun while you're intoxicated. So if you're just cruising the streets mm-hmm. like a drunken idiot and you got a gun, there's a, there's a crime that addresses that. And then the issue is what happens if you are drunk in your house and you are in possession of a firearm or carrying or using a firearm in your house? That's like the open carry law. You can't be having open carry but be stumbling down the sidewalks <coughs> drunk off your, you know, you Fair just enough. can't do that, yeah. right? And Fair it's enough. like, yeah, you kind of uh, broke the law here. But inside your home? Inside your home. So think about the ramifications of this. If you're sitting in your house, and look, I don't drink alcohol anymore, but there was a time I did, and there was a time I was drunk, and there was a time I was drunk, and there were guns in my possession in the sense that I had access to the safe where they were located. Was I committing a crime? It's a tough one. Mm. And if you take this case- You're sitting in your garage, and you're having a a PBR. Having a PBR. And you're like, I got to clean my guns. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if you if you actually get them out and clean them, so we're yeah. like we're clean your guns with a beer. Happens all the time. People go shooting like, at the all range, the time. strip the guns down, put the ammo away, and then they just start cleaning them. I'm not saying that's good practice. I always avoided alcohol at all costs whenever the guns were out. But you know, if if you're doing that, or if you're just drunk and the guns are sitting there, so how many people have guns in their house for safety purposes that are really locked up, and you can't get to them? I know people yeah. that would be practiced just just shooting the guns. Like you live out in an area where you can shoot in your, on your property, and they would be shooting the beer cans that they just got done drinking. So yeah, that right there is no good. I find that right? I find that would be a crime, and that might be a crime. Look, it's bad practice no matter what you do. But is it a crime if you're in your house, uh, on your property, in your in your castle, so to speak, and you have possession of your gun? It's a it's a. We will soon find out what the highest Supreme Court has. And to say you're about impaired, it. right? 
and you're intoxicated. They don't even define that statute. Doesn't really define intoxicated. So I guess okay. everybody's defaulting to what the drunk drivers would be. So, but then think about that. Um, that is a sliding scale that's yeah. moved. I mean, that bar has moved several times. Where you know, when I started practicing law, it was a one zero was a point one zero on the breathalyzer mm-hmm. was enough yeah. to get you the per se drunk driving. Would you be okay with a law that said if you're handling a firearm, you have to be zeros? Uh, no. Well, it depends. Mm-mm. It depends. I would be better with that, frankly, than some nebulous intoxication yeah. standard, right? Yeah. Because intoxication implies all sorts of, it, it gives way too much wiggle room. But then the question is, it, where? In your house? No, I, I don't think so. Um, like, if you go back and read, even even anybody would agree, a lot of the First or Second Amendment jurisprudence or commentary talks very strongly about the right of self-defense in your own home. You know, that that's like the core of it. I mean, it's fundamentally part of it. Yeah. And then, then you have to get into this notion that, all right, so let's say I had a few pops and I think somebody's breaking into my house. Am I now allowed, or is it a crime for me to grab my gun and use it? And theoretically, yes. Theoret- if, yeah. the, if this stands, theoretically, yes. I mean, you're at your house, you get your homebrew going on, Beard. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, it's time for me to enjoy this. And you have three of them, and you have a gun. Like, say, yeah. under your bed for self-defense or protection purposes or in your drawer yeah. or whatever. Like, that gets dicey. It does. Now, what if you're a law enforcement officer? Is it one officer? of those situations where, like, you know, we've seen, like, domestic violence cases where maybe some victim has a warrant or whatever, and they do they go out of their way to try to help them, you know what I mean, by not arresting them or figuring something out with a court or maybe not indicting them or not charging them because they've gone through so much when it comes to domestic violence. So do you think it'd be like that kind of thing? I mean, obviously it's, that's as wishy-washy as it gets, but if somebody legitimately defends themselves within their home, does the law enforcement look kind of look the other way as it, as it applies to being, this guy might or might not be intoxicated. So it's like, and you know, it's not that crazy to talk about, to use that scenario because there are a lot of things like that. There's there's still Sunday blue laws in the books in a lot of places where they're still in the books. It's a crime to work on somebody. Nobody, nobody ever enforces it, but that's why, you know, constitutionally just to back up a little bit, if you, if the legislator writes a law, the legislative branch writes a law and that law says like, you're not allowed to possess firearms ever. Well, then what happens is somebody says, well, that law is on unconstitutional as it's written. On its face, it's unconstitutional because the Second Amendment says I am allowed to possess firearms. And then um, I go challenge it, and it is what it is. Now, let's say that law says I'm not allowed to possess firearms under the influence of alcohol. But it doesn't specify um, – it doesn't necessarily specify where. Now, if you apply that to everywhere but the home, does that change the constitutionality? Or if you say, I'm only going to challenge the constitutionality of it as applied to this situation, that's called an as-applied constitutional challenge. And that's what we got. Now, our, you know, Jay's writing up here, then who are they going to – who are they It's an internet, going to enforce internet question here. Uh, and who's going to knock on your door at 1 in the morning to check your firearms? Now, here's what's interesting. I have had a self-defense case uh, – Involving a police officer. So up in Delaware County, there was a guy, I represented him. He was uh, dead asleep, probably half drunk in his house. Uh, the cops come banging on his door to serve a warrant or something. They don't necessarily identify themselves. They they end up, uh, I think he maybe gets to the door late. He sort of half opens it. They rush in, and he just starts swinging haymakers. Mm. And it was a, he was charged with assault on a police officer or a peace officer. 
and I ended up winning that case. It was a full-blown jury trial. I ended up winning on a theory of self-defense because he just said, look, I don't know who was barging through my door. And they, they were asking quite like, well, who else could it be at one in the morning? He was well, look, you're the one calling him a criminal. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, you know, they, it's like those are the kind of people that do get uh, rushed at one in the morning. And the other kind of people that come to your door at one in the morning are cops. But let's say at one in the morning, somebody's banging on my door. Bang, 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 bang. And, I'm, and I look at my, or say it's two or whatever. And I'm looking at uh, my wife and I'm thinking, who in the hell could that be? But I've had a few drinks. I still want to be safe. I'm going to go grab my gun, just sort of keep it at my side while maybe I look through the people or maybe I, I and maybe I see in, that it's police and somebody's broken into my car outside on the road. So I'm still holding my shotgun and I open the door and it's like, oh, I'm glad it's you guys. And they say, well, what are you doing? Like, well, I'm just, I just woke up. I, I, I grabbed my gun because I didn't know who it was. Yeah. Have you been drinking? Well, yeah, you know, we were out partying. Are you intoxicated? Well, you know, I went to bed. I was a little drunk. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. We have to charge you with possession or carrying or using a firearm under the influence of alcohol. And those scenarios happen. It just happened to my buddy about mm, a month ago. Lives in a nice part of town. Looked out the window. His truck was getting broken into. There you go. Guy and a girl. They were zonked out of their mind. Girl comes up to the door. Is banging on the door. But he tells his girlfriend, call 911. But he has his gun. Police came. Guy ran. The rest of the girl. But same scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just happened they, here in Columbus. They didn't charge him, right? No. No. Was no. he, was he no. under the influence of alcohol? Or do you know? You don't know. Yeah. I'm said assuming he was. He was. He was <laughs> but, but, I mean, it wasn't like he answered the door with the cops there with a the gun either. But, again, but those he, situations happen when someone can be banging on your door, high as a kite, and you don't know what the hell's going on. Sure. So, you know, I don't think it's an unreasonable thing to do to grab your firearm in the context of that situation. So, you're half asleep and somebody's banging on your door and you're like, well, wait a minute. Who in the hell's knocking on my door out here in the middle of nowhere at one or two in the morning? This can't be... This can't be a good thing. And just to be safe, you know, you know, maybe it's just somebody got in a wreck on the road and needs help. But just to be safe, you're going to grab your firearm. That's why people have them in their house. And if you happen to be drunk, then you're going to say, uh, I don't care. I'm going to get it anyway. Now, the flip side of that is there's no constitutional <clears throat> obligation to drink alcohol. And you could, you know, is it a reasonable argument to say you can just choose not to drink alcohol if you want to own firearms? No. What's your take on that? Uh, I I have to my my take on it is this is that of all people Justice Kavanaugh when he was still in the D.C. district was he in the D.C. circuit I guess mm-hmm. but he um, he was sort of looking for a textual historical analysis as a standard of review for the Second Amendment and he's sort of hinting towards that there's like these hints towards doing a historical textual analysis and and sort of like taking an analogous situation saying you know what. The guns of the day when they created the Second Amendment, obviously they weren't 30-round magazine clips, um, but they contemplated that we as citizens had an individual right to own the same gun that the battlefield soldiers were having. So analogously, 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 we we can have the battlefield gun of the day. And I think that was Derek DeBrasse's take on it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think about the different scenarios. So like you're, you're creating like an emergency scenario, like somebody's knocking your door and they might want to cause you harm. You're on the influence or you're grabbing your, your, your gun. What if like your child stops breathing and you've had a couple drinks? Is it okay to jump in a car and drive him to the hospital? No, I think it's probably child endangering and drunk driving. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason for that is because you run a risk of, of hurting yourself or somebody else, which is 
somewhat of the same scenario we have here. That's the same, but it's not a constitutional right to take your kid to the hospital. Let's say, let's say you even have a gun, or you're a police officer. But there's officer, nothing in that says in the Constitution you have a right to possess guns while drunk. Well, that, that, that brings me back to the point. Like, Kavanaugh's taking, like, this historical textual analysis of the Constitution. And, like, how many people do you think lined up in the first wave at, like, Bull Run? Uh, or not Bull Run. Um, was the first battle of the Revolutionary War up north of Boston? Bunker? No. Um, um, Archie know. Bunker? Bunker. I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, Anyway. I'm not like, a historian. How many, how many of those soldiers do you think didn't have a few pops? Oh, I'm sure. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna have I'm a couple sure. cups of courage before I, mean, I go talk line of up what, against the red. Coats. Back in the day, that's how you got paid, right? Yeah, for yeah. being a soldier. Well, look, they you rationed out ration. beer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they rationed yeah. out alcohol. So, you know, what's that? Kamikaze pilots. Kamikaze pilots used to used to down their sake. Now, I guess, but that's not going to be Lexington Concord. That's what we're looking for. Uh, so, you know, I think you know, there's a, there's at least a contextual argument to say. All right, just because you're under the influence of alcohol doesn't mean you can't exercise your right in your house to bear arms and defend yourself. Um, but that's where it's going to – if I were arguing the other side, that's where I'd be. I'd be like, look, you can you can do anything you want. You can just choose not to consume alcohol. And then my response is going to be, wait a second. We have historically not just uh, permitted alcohol use. I mean, there's constitutional amendments about it. You know, this is like – this is a very, very ingrained – no pun intended, right? Grain, mm-hmm. Ingrained part of our culture. So to say that uh, if you're doing this, you can't exercise a constitutional right. Like what I say, I'm not allowed to exercise free speech because I'm under the influence of alcohol. You know, no. No. But no. again, like you said, it's not a public yeah. safety hazard as much. Not as dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting. Well, any fundamental right? I mean, this thing about you have a fundamental right to get married. Okay. If the government says you can't get married if you're intoxicated. No, they do. How many marriages would be? They do. Like it's not. A, but the enforcement of it and all that other stuff. You have to have. You have to have it's uh, contract. Uh, but, yeah, to have some capacity know. to 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 engage in it. But you walk around the neighborhood and give everybody breathalyzers at night. Oh, you're good. No, you can have a gun. <laughs> no, you can get married. You uh, no, but even taking the gun thing like down that. to a simple level of even if you're a police officer or whoever, and you have a right to own the gun or CCW or whatever, and you come home, Oops, put sorry. the gun on the table, pop open a couple cold ones. Next thing you know, you get a phone call that your daughter's coming over with your child's coming over with some friends, so you want to put the gun away, but you're intoxicated. Yeah, can it be applied that way too? As soon as you pick for like it up, non-emergency situations. As soon as you pick it up. You've got a problem. And then, then mix this into like the new standard, the new self-defense law. It's like now there's a now they have to disprove self-defense. So if I got a cop knocking on my door and I have a reason to think that maybe somebody's out to get me because I had a maybe I've had a threat or something. Or even without that, I'm just a little bit concerned about the banging on the door at two in the morning. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I, it, but it comes down to possession, too. It's like I know you're talking about t- touching it, but what if I'm drunk and I just you just have, have guns in each room of in my your house. house, right? So yeah. that's it's yeah. now the law says carry or use, but the Ohio Supreme Court didn't take the case on those definitions. I mean, they had an opportunity to sort of duck this. I think they could have said, um, "All right, we're going to specifically define carry or use," but even then, they might have a problem because at least then they would have narrowed it down to this this very particular yeah. thing. But would I not be carrying? Well, I look at it this way. Let's say that I'm in my or that I'm in my car sleeping it off and there's a gun in the car and I'm mean, forget about the the any concealed issues 
and they would certainly charge me with carrying using a yeah, firearm. And you never touched alcohol. it. I never touched it. So and then well, how many d- drunk driving or physical control, like sleeping in your tar- car type cases have we had where I've a, I can name a couple where they forgot the firearm was even in there. Yeah. Like they maybe had it for protection or for work. They put it in the bottom of their console, yeah. stacked a bunch of stuff on top of it. Hadn't touched it in two years. Now there's Doesn't a difference matter. between that, which is a CCW, like being in possession and carrier use, or is there? I don't know. Could that? I don't individual, think there is. I mean, I, if I'm carrying a gun and I'm drunk in a car, yeah. I'm going to say is it readily accessible? Say, can that be applied in the home? I can, I'm going to get double because I'm impaired while having a firearm, and I don't have a CCW. And you don't have a CCW. You got no, it's being transported too. properly. Well, if you're impaired, even if you have your permit to carry a concealed right, handgun, it's still a crime, it's still a crime because you yeah. can't do that drunk. So it's. Uh, it's a very interesting scenario. Like, can I have guns in my house and I'm a drinker? And where do you draw the line? Yeah. I mean, I, I if you have a safe full of guns. Do we know the back? What's the facts of this one? Like, how does this go down? Did you explain that? Did I, did no, I miss that? No, 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 no. I guess there was there might have been a complaint or something where the police knocked on a door. And uh, I think there was allegedly a gentleman holding a shotgun unloaded uh, at the door. So not unlike what I just said, or not unlike yeah, the fact you get that. woken up late at night and yeah, you're, and you're I think it, there might have been some more stuff in there yeah. than that, but uh, I think for practical purposes that's good enough. And then, yeah, uh, you know, the police simply charge them. They say, no, nope, you've got a crime here. Uh, now, there's two issues going up. One is whether that on its or as applied in that situation, whether the law prohibiting carrying or using a firearm or the influence of alcohol as applied to the situation where you're in your home. Uh, like we're talking about in in this particular situation, not even loaded, uh, is that a is that unconstitutional, on as applied? Yeah. The second issue is the one you're getting at, Bill here, which is the standard of review. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court in Heller doesn't really decide this. And as as a quick background, again, I know we're getting too lawyerly for lawyer talk, but as a quick background, what you got is anytime you you have a law that in that allegedly violates a constitutional right. There are different levels. Well, any law that's challenged, there are levels of scrutiny, meaning what is the judge, what is the court supposed to do? How do they judge it? And, you know, the lowest level of scrutiny is something called rational basis. And that's like, well, any rational explanation for this law is good enough. And almost everything, has anything ever failed rational basis? I doubt it. Maybe once in the history of our court has something failed rational basis review. Uh, the other, the, 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 on the complete other end of the spectrum is something called strict scrutiny. Strict scrutiny is like the hardest thing to overcome and maybe just the opposite. There's only maybe been one or two things ever that have survived, uh, strict scrutiny analysis. The government has to have this compelling state interest and it has to be narrowly narrowly tailored. So that's the, that's the part where this statute is it narrowly tailored? And then there's intermediate scrutiny, which is like which is, this balancing test of nonsense. But like you know, it's it. Yeah. I don't want to call it nonsense, yeah. but it's like a watered down version of strict scrutiny. Yeah. And mixed together with a rational basis, but but it, this stuff happens. Bill, I don't know if you remember years ago, I was appointed to a guy that um, he was having feuds with his neighbors, and they were parking cars and doing uh, mechanic work on cars and revving cars up, and it was just loud and threatened him at times, and he was in his yard and. He, um, they were out there doing something right in front of his house in, in the street, and he just went to the window with his gun. So he had like a big picture window. Brandished it. Yeah. Stared at him with his gun. You know what I mean? Got charged with menacing. Yeah. But he's inside his own house. You know what I mean? And he so, brandished it. Yeah. But he brandished it. 
Yeah. And that, you know. But the more of this that you let go on and the more people that you can arrest for, you know, mean being intoxicated, which that could be one beer if they're just laying it out on intoxicated. You bet. If, right. if you put something in your system, now nah, you're intoxicated. So then that just starts opening more and more police force doors to allow them to come up with some cockamamie scheme. Well, and this is, well, that's it, right? So if you think of the, I don't want to call it the floodgates, but think of the ramifications of this. Virtually everybody who has Guilty. a gun in their house and drinks alcohol to the point they get some degree of intoxicated, whatever that is, whatever definition you want to yeah. use, is committing a crime. And that is, uh, that's a real tough one. Uh, and it's hard for me to accept that you can just say those people just choose not to drink alcohol and there's no problem because it's a constitutional right. amendment, right? And, and, and it's, it's, it's right at the heart of why it exists. Right. You know, it's like it, it is tied to your house and it is tied to your own safety and protection. And it basically creates a scenario where anybody who's ever intoxicated can't have a fireman in their yeah. house. And, and It goes a little too far. You almost, I mean, this is not a constitutional right, but the car example, again, it's like if I have cars parked in my driveway, I guess in my drunken state of mind, I could drive out onto the roadway. I'm in physical yeah. control. I'm in possession of them. It's a good. Have, that's a good point. I right. have the keys. You know what I mean. So if you can't be drunk close to a car, yeah. You know what I mean. So where it's do like, you where do you draw the line? Now, now here's the thing. Nobody would ever charge you with that. No police officer no. would ever charge you with yeah. with actually being in physical control of your car if it's in the garage while you're drunk in your house even though you are in constructive possession of it by every definition. At any point, I can yeah. put the keys in the ignition and do what I want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or maybe you're even sitting in your car waxing it or, or cleaning it or something. It's like that's a, it gets a little closer, but I guarantee that you yeah. wouldn't be charged. Yeah. Now, if they followed you home and there you're sitting there and there's other facts and circumstances, maybe that, that would be their fallback. But um, th at the but end— they, they, they're, they're out to get you for some unknown reason. You beat a case or, he, you know, I mean, whatever reason, they got a beef with you. <laughs> And uh, you beat a case. They don't like that. They don't. They they want they want they want their own revenge. So they're like this. Oh, this guy just took an Uber home, right? I know he's drunk. Yeah. He's walked into his house. I know he's got guns. Now I've got I got something to play with here. Or what if yeah. a neighbor? I mean, or what if a neighbor sees you drinking through the window and knows that you own a gun? Can they call the police? Can they get a warrant or go over and? Do their yeah. investigation. Well, we we had a good. You know what I mean? We had we had a good question here, I and mean, we'll get to that. But it's like, imagine if this were like, uh, say, your right of your first amendment right of free speech, and just as a as a just to make an example of this, our U.S. Supreme Court has said that content based regulation, so laws that say you're not allowed to say this or you must say that, those are subject to strict scrutiny, and they are I know of none. Uh, unless it's like fighting words, which is, and that was like uh, that New York case, right? Or maybe it was Chicago, I forget. But it, uh, it, it nobody would question it. But why with guns uh, does it matter? And then, you know, Jay just wrote firing, firing a crowded theater is the old thing. You know, those are, mm -hmm. those are, those are, uh, those are exceptions. Yeah. But now, if you, or on I'm the other hand, you. if I'm going to create a regulation that says you're not allowed to protest unless you get a permit, and it's approved, and they're they're readily approved based on the scheduling and based on uh, on other rational factors and circumstances. Right. Well, that's going to be like rational basis review. That's not a content based thing. I mean, as long as it is evenly applied. Now, if you say only people wearing white sheets 
get permits. Right. Well, now you got a problem. Or you exclude only people wearing white shirts or white sheets, you got a problem. Um, so then that becomes a content-based application or, or a, a discriminatory application of what otherwise seems like a reasonably fair law. Now, in the gun situation, is it going to be rational basis or is it going to be something else? And, and under what scenarios? The U.S. Supreme Court has not uh, definitively spoken on this. There's a case out of New York. It's like the New York Gun Club, something or other. And the law in New York is basically this, uh, or was this, they changed it as it turns out. So the law in New York was we ban all guns and you can't even drive them to your hunting clubs or ranges. It's a crime. And, uh, you know, the gun club says, well, this is crazy. Um, and they challenged it and the U S Supreme court took it. And I think all the scholars thought the New York state rifle and pistol, uh, association, uh, and I, the U S Supreme court took it. And I think people thought maybe we can get some guidance on this, um, on this issue of, of what is the basis of review, rational basis or strict scrutiny. Uh, but then New York comes along as a state. The state comes in and changes the law and sort of permits it as long as you don't stop for any reason, which, again, is problematic. I can't even take a leak if there's a gun in my car. So yeah. they didn't rule because it was moot at that point? Well, they they, are, they heard arguments recently, and I guess about two-thirds of it was all about whether it was moot. Mm. You know, and moot means, like, there's got to be a – I don't know, we're getting far in the weeds. But it, there's got to be something called a case or controversy, muskrat v – Groves. Muskrat Graves. something. Graves. Uh, there's got to be a case or controversy unless it is capable of repetition yet evading review. And I think that is Singleton versus Wolf, perhaps. And also uh, Roe v. Wade probably had that language. But anyway, the point is, if, if the issue is no longer at play and there's nothing to decide, they're not going to give us an advisory opinion. And this means that lawyer talk might be going to D.C. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Hmm. It'll be nice. You know, the Ohio Supreme Court gets to decide at first the right way, hopefully, that strict scrutiny applies. And uh, if they say no and the state appeal, or they say, yes, you're right, and the state appeals, we go up to the federalities probably, and, uh, and we are on our way. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Well, pretty cool? And then seven years from now, we finally get a decision. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what they're going to say? They're like, Palmer's arguing? <laughs> Better settle that one. Yes. <laughs> Better settle that one. All right. So anyway, that's... Uh, Who's that uh, guy with the beard and the tin hat on? <laughs> tin that's foil, a tinfoil tin hat. hat. They'll be wondering who that is. All right. These are, assault, these are New York gun laws? An assault weapon is a semi-automatic rifle able to accept detachable magazines and one or more of the following, folding or telescoping stock, pistol grip, bayonet mount, doesn't even have to have bayonet, flash suppressor, grenade launcher, that's capable of firing rifle grenades, a thumbhole stock, really? I've got guns with thumbhole stocks. Um, pistol grip, I mean, I got one of those. Second hand grip or a protruding grip that can be held by the non-trigger hand. So like a drill with a little, uh, the thing that you always lose, the little screw-in handle. Um, Semi-automatic, all right, so those are all assault rifles that are against the law. Uh, a semi-automatic pistol is against the law, and if it has a detachable magazine with one or more of the following, a magazine that attaches outside the pistol grip, a threaded barrel to attach a barrel extender, flash suppressor, hand grip, or suppressor, barrel shroud that can be used as a hand hold, uh, that's like the thing that's got holes in it, uh, looks like it's a, a heat dispenser thing. Um, unloaded weight of 50 ounces. I don't know what, I don't know the significance there. A semi-automatic version of a fully automatic firearm. So it looks like a, it looks like a machine gun, but it's not. 
it should say scary, right? These are this is like I can I can summarize all of this. Really scary looking guns. Mm-hmm. Semi-automatic shotguns with one more following: a folding or telescoping stock, a thumbhole stock, a second hand grip or protruding grip that can be held by the non-trigger hand, a fixed magazine capacity in excess of seven rounds, uh, the ability to accept detachable magazine. Wow! So the semi-automatic shotgun. Let me see. I, let me see if I have that. That's like um. You could easily have that over the counter yeah. with a Remington 1100 or 1187. It's an AR-15 in here. The first one's an AR-15. Um, yeah, these, this is this is a vir- virtually every gun. Again, criminals find ways to get guns. A second hand grip or protruding grip. Let me see this. DC. Folding or telescoping stock. I don't have one of those. I'm stuck on so you the can't have any of those things in New York. York. Where do we get those at? I didn't even know they were selling those. I never knew that was an option. Yeah, I don't have... The I, grenade launchers. Must have got it at Swappers. All right, a large capacity feeding device. That's like a burrito for you, Bill. Drum. Mm. Uh, that's a drum, yeah. Like a Thompson machine gun? Is any bell, drum, strip, magazine, or similar instrument used to feed ammunition into a firearm that has a capacity of holding more than 10 rounds? Those are all assault weapons. So what is not an assault well, weapon? Well, that's the whole point. Yeah. Assault weapon used to be fully automatic, and that's a military-grade weapon, which a, you can't. Well, fully, you, look, people think that they're all against law. They're just heavily regulated. You can actually own a, a machine gun. It's just heavily yeah. regulated. Yeah. You can have a silencer. Heavy, heavy, it's heavily regulated. regulated. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, muzzle and flash suppressors. I mean, if anybody does high-powered rifle shooting— uh, has you know they put a flash brake on it or something or, or a muzzle brake on it or something yeah. because it it it. So you can own some of these, but there has to if and the keyword is and one or more of the following. It's so it's not yeah, yeah and one or more of the following. So able to so it, it's a lot of guns. They're vi- they're outlawing. So this will go this up. Is assault weapon ban. So you can't have any of this shit. Well, yeah. no, you no, you have to semi-automatic rifles able to accept detachable magazines and. It has to have one or more, one of, the or more of the following. So it's heavily regulated, no doubt. So a semi-automatic with a detachable magazine is an AR-15. They're talking about AR-15 yeah, platform, platform guns, right yeah. There. All these are AR plat. That, that, that basically says no AR-15s. Right. Now, the interesting thing is I could have a gun that does have a detachable magazine, but doesn't have the. it does not have the rest of them, but it would do the same thing. But in theory, it's not outlawed. So it's just really about how it looks, I suppose. All right, so police officers who are residents of the state may still own assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Retired police officers may also own assault weapons and high-capacity magazines if they acquired them during the course of their career. So they can't go buy one later. What this if it is, breaks? This is New York, correct? Yeah. Yeah. This is New York City. Yeah. Was running off. What, if it, what if it, like, malfunctioned? They have all the yeah. yeah. Man, so that's interesting. So you get caught driving around with one of those. You just show them that you're a retired officer, I guess, and you're good. Yeah, well, you have to show me a retired officer. No, not driving around. They're just talking about having one, possessing one. I'm sure there are. Well, rooms. what if I go to shooting range and want to shoot it? Well, that was the that's the uh, gun club case. Is that they said you couldn't even do that. Yeah. Which you know, it's sort of like the. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense, but what does? All right, yeah. I don't know. But I don't that's know. that's pretty good. Serious case there. Yeah. The House Supreme Court. High Supreme and you Court. could go to Washington. Uh, yeah, and you say this theory, is this month. This is this month, and uh, State versus Weber is the case, and it's getting argued. 
And what ha- what happens is, just generally speaking, so somebody's charged with this crime at trial, and you argue at the trial court level, this is unconstitutional, <clears throat> and you're convicted anyway. And then you go to the court of appeals. They didn't. They either go your way, and uh, the state appeals, uh, or it doesn't go your way, and you appeal, and you get up to the high Supreme Court. Uh, high Supreme Court, like the United States Supreme Court, is not a court of general jurisdiction. They get to decide. They have discretion to either look at cases or not. So anybody, how many? How many judges? Is it like eight or something? I believe there's seven. Seven. Um, yeah, there's seven, and uh, and nine in the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, so, I mean, on the U.S. Supreme Court side, in theory at least, it's five to four on conservative versus liberal, for whatever that's worth. Um, I don't know. Who knows how they're all going to vote? Uh, but at the high Supreme Court level, it's uh, they got these two issues to decide, and it'll be interesting how it all shakes out now. That'd be interesting. He makes it to the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court, and Kavanaugh's like, like the podcast. I'm going to say Justice Kavanaugh. <laughs> Good to see you, Justice Kavanaugh. Now, we did a big podcast yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll cite that in a footnote. Yeah. In my follow up brief. That's maybe, Lawyer maybe Talk episode a- forty five, about ten minutes in. Maybe you can take a picture. Hey, do you still got the calendar? Can I take a picture with you in the calendar? Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. The calendar pick that I had, that was so good. That was so good. The artwork I did that got denied by the beard. The beard put the club yeah. down on it. He did. Wouldn't allow it to happen. It was beautiful. I, it was a, it was on me. Yeah. What I say, I'm not putting that up. You were like, yeah, you, uh, you were, you adamant, were, you, you were like, it wasn't, and it wasn't just that. Like normally, I would say, I don't care what the beard says, but you were actually oh. emotionally attached to this issue, and I was like, well, don't do it, man. Yeah, don't you don't remember do that it. night we had the multiple texts back going back and forth, and you were like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I mean, you had, you had like a meltdown. <laughs> you did. You were like, I can't do this. I just can't do this anymore. I had a temper tantrum. See, Google, no, Google, no, you, uh, just, you just, you know, found something deep down inside. You're like, that's hilarious. And I wonder you didn't how want much, anybody to know that you were actually laughing. Oh, no, he wasn't laughing. He was into it. How no, much alcohol was, was involved in those soldiers in the war? How much were, were they drinking? Or see what their, yeah, their ration of beer was. How much alcohol trying to take your guns in uh, Tombstone, Arizona. Ike yeah. Clanton and... Now it's interesting because you know, I, I watched it. I've been I've been in pre- preparation of this argument. I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, YouTube debates and panel talks, both on both sides of the issue, just to see what the argument. One pound are. of bread, one pound of beef, one pound of pork, one pound. Uh, sounds like Jared's barbecue. Whiskey in the oh, war. Pound of here, a pound of there. So at least in the Civil War, there was a lot of whiskey going on. Eating and drinking, drinking in colonial America. Alcohol played a key role in warfare. I wouldn't use this as your defense. I I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't use ration. Did you know they used to give a booze ration? (laughs) Well, or maybe you will. I don't know. You gonna run with that? Here's the thing: if they're going to this this historical and textual analysis of the of the document, then what they're doing is saying we're going to go back to the time and say what were they contemplating, and then try to apply that analogously. Daily ration. So that's. Ancient Greeks and Romans got a daily ration of alcohol. I'm sure that tastes. If you're under the influence and you have a knife on you, that probably went through all kinds of filters. Is real clean, real foamy. No, that 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 law particularly uh, relates to uh, firearms. Okay, possession of a firearm. So you can have a knife. Otherwise, it doesn't matter the firearm. Like, what about a musket? What if you got like a, a cap and ball gun? Well, see, that's interesting because you get into this definition of firearm, and some. You ever shot one of those? Yes. Do you have to wait? Well, it, no, it, I, my, my was, mine was cap and ball. It depends. Okay. Which I had a cap on there, which had a flint in there. So I saw Steve Brunella kill one of those buffaloes. He wanted to do it the old way with one of those guns. And you had to, like, 
you pull the trigger and then you hold it there. Wait for the bird to take off. Yeah. yeah. That was like uh, the old flintlocks were like that. And then they started to have caps that you could, uh, that ignited quicker. But no, there's there's a question about the oh, definition. Oh, we had drunk samurais too. Of course. Warriors had a glass of national drink sake. The Vikings. Together before yeah, battle. The, of course the Vikings were drunk and lunatics. No, they arrived sober. Oh, really? Oh, they especially during bombed. military campaigns, they arrived pretty sober. Yeah. All right, I stand corrected. I don't like that, though. I wanted them to be wasted. That's what the That's media make you think. Not yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess they get wasted after they kill everybody. They do. Yeah. They they see well they 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 ran out of booze and they had to go find more by marauding. Middle Ages known as the Dark Ages. So this I've heard this clean water was hard to find, so everybody just yeah. drank beer. It, it was. That's a, it's a different a different world than we live in now. Yeah, you know, they, they didn't have AR-15s. Well, I just met, I just met with booze. Oh. Like, what? you get sick from drinking the water. You yeah, know what right. I mean? you it's like <laughs> alcohol kills what's in there. What are you doing drinking water? Yeah, are you, you crazy? Fool. Take a shot. On the Crusades, to set, set out to liberate the, the Holy Land from the Muslims, the most notorious drinkers were the Knights Templar, or just what? the Templars. The special unit of fighting monks was used are usually heavily intoxicated as they robbed, raped, and murdered in the name of the Lord. No wonder in those Never days really. to drink like a Templar became a popular expression. Huh. Lordsofthedrink.com. All right. How about that? I mean, Winston Churchill, yeah, he's listed there. Oh. oh, he had, what, scotch to wake up, a bottle of wine, and freaking lunch. Yeah, he just loaded all day long. All day long. Yeah. And anyway. then... uh what do they say that Hitler was using a bunch of drugs? No, meth. Meth. He was some oh, form yeah. of meth. There's he a, had the good, the good amphetamines. Drug, um, of the Nazis. No wonder why they could fight for three days. They're all on meth. A high grade German meth. Yeah, I think I heard. I read something about that. Yeah. He had his doctor come along. He was injecting it. I mean, oh, why not? Man. I mean, if you if you want to go win that's a war, the, that's you, how he got yeah. him to march through with no shoes on through the middle of Siberia when they were in Russia. There, yeah. it's freezing winter. It's like get him, get him jacked up. Yeah. Which they still do that today. I you know, get I mean, my rash in, of cocaine. In, you know, there's, there's, they prescribe the black pill to uh, <laughs> the Air Force of to a, a bunch of the guys that are uh, like the fuel planes. Sometimes they got to go out there and fly 40 hours. Yeah. So if you're going to fly 40 hours straight, mm-hmm. there's like, here, take this little black pill yeah. and you're good right. to go. Well, interesting. That's how Elvis got hooked on um, pills, amphetamines when he was in the army in Germany. He was a post on the line. Army gave him the amphetamines to keep all the soldiers awake. Yeah, for long periods of time. In his best-selling yeah. book, Der Total, The Total Rush, recently published in English as Blitzed, right he, he found that many Nazi regime used drugs regularly. Um, a pill form of the drug, meth, was prevalent. It's called pervitin. It was distributed by the millions, or by the millions, to the Wehrmacht troops before successful invasion of France. It was developed by the Temmler Pharmaceutical Company, based in Berlin. Pervitin was introduced in 1938 and marketed as a magic pill for alertness and antidepressive, among other uses. Half the German citizenry was on that shit. That's because they all had ADHD. And he knows freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> Germans made it. <laughs> so it's, I guess it's fair to say when we look at this historically, when the Second Amendment was contemplated, nobody thought that alcohol should play a role in right. uh, look, your ability I mean, to possess firearms. I mean, there would be no Westerns if that were the case. They're always drinking whiskey and beer. So, I guess that gets us back to uh, Bloomberg. 
Yeah. Is so he going to take the guns? Back to Bloomberg. I just don't know. I don't. I, it's just. If I would be shocked if Bloomberg gets elected and then there's people going, do you know what kind of, I mean, there'd be people standing at their front door saying no. Oh, yeah. With their guns drawn. Some? That would be. That yeah, would be, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I just don't see how in practice this would happen. I don't think it's going to happen right away, um, but it'll be on the agenda. It would, that's for Bloomberg sure. would have to be elected and then Bloomberg would say, I am a socialist and I am now dictator and there's no four year elections anymore. I am the ruler from here on out. Well, I mean, isn't that what's going on in Virginia? I don't know. What's going on in Virginia? They're taking guns. She doesn't own a dress. Hair is always a mess. So, I mean, here's here's the problem. If if it's like, what? It, I, I don't know what, what's yeah, going but on in Virginia. It, they, they even if they pass it, then they got to go to the Senate. Then the governor has to. Well, the governor will. Right. It's now just up to the Senate. You know that governor will ignore them. Yeah, that, so, I mean, I, it's, is that Virginia or is that Venezuela? Ooh, no, it's, Virginia had a big. Uh, Rally, probably about two weeks ago with that. Yeah, and they weren't so allowed what, to open what carry. Did they want? <laughs> oh, they can't open carry anymore. No, they can't carry at all anymore. Weapons banned. Mm-hmm. So Virginia bans weapons. All right, we got to figure this out. Because I, yeah, I, I did that, I not, not No, it's not banning. It's you got to read in the lines here. Let's see what it is. Yeah, that was at the upcoming rally. Sorry. What's it say here? Okay, if that you're was in, at the upcoming rally. All right, if you're an Italian from Youngstown, you can't. Okay, I see that. I have not dug into the exact content of what Virginia's trying to do. I need to see that. That's the rally. So is, are these rallies, are they trying to ban it and they haven't done it yet? It's Again, an there's, assault weapons They're assault yeah. weapons. When they talk about these gun bans, we can't liken them to our 38s or, I mean, at least well, not what they're saying. So we could always go on a slippery slope for whatever anyone's saying. But Yeah, I mean, you can you say, know, yeah. All right. uh, yeah, no, all right. The look, legal limit of drunk driving is 0.08. Yeah. It, it, what if they make it 0.01? Here's the problem. Yeah. Here, well, there's two problems with that. One is that uh, it's alcohol, not guns. And two, it's a constitutional right to have guns, but not alcohol. I mean, that's the problem with that. Yeah. So, okay. you know, the, the government has the ability by rational basis review to regulate uh, alcohol consumption. Uh, well, I guess I was just equating it to how far they take it. Well, you know what I mean? Sure. So what is it? I mean, start with this premise. Because a conservative gun owner is going to say, oh, if they're going to do that, then they're going to ban guns completely. Yes. Which is not what they're saying. Not yet. Yeah. So well, they're saying I'm going to ban That's That's, that's my can't, point. Trump can't say, yeah. if Trump says, I don't want any illegal aliens coming in here, well, what's next? Is he going to just, even if they're legal, just ship them out? I mean, you there can't go on a slippery slope There, there are people, people that don't, that are immigrants that don't have citizenship. Of course it can happen. Here. All right. You, but, read the, you read the assault weapon definition. Where does yes. that stop? Because here's the premise. Well, it stops at the end of the definition. Here's, for now, here, the, <laughs> you know, the definition is so vague it's impossible. You know, so here's for instance, it semi. Here's the problem with this: is that most gun violence, most gun crimes, most murders, most suicides are not happening with what they're describing. They're not happening with semi-automatic AR-15 type right. things. They're happening with handguns. Yeah, there's so, more mass shootings, if you go by the numbers, with handguns than there are any kind of rifles. There's more killings, more everything with handguns. Yes. All of a sudden, so, overnight, you're going to be illegal. So right. now what happens that's, that's is... That's an argument, but it's not all weapons. But there's your assault weapon. It defines a semi-automatic rifle as assault weapon by 13 criteria. All right, so here's the problem with this. That's not going to solve anything. Right. There's no, there's no rational connection between uh, gun crime and... All other guns not meeting a very restrictive criteria must be removed from the Commonwealth. So they're not just outlawing. They say you got to get them out of there, but you can still own them, I guess. Jeez. Huh. 
But here's the problem. I mean, here's the why gun, I think it's The gun sanctuary movement might be mainly symbolic, but sometimes symbols are worth fighting for. Well, that's the, the governor of West Virginia yeah, said, move on down here. Said, I'll, we'll take yeah. you and your guns. Come on. Come on, bring it in here. Bring them on down. Bring it on down. Move in here. I'll take your tax money. Just just, just leave them. So, but when when it, when everybody realizes that, oh, we got to do, this is my problem with this. Everybody always says the same thing. We got to do something. Yeah. So, and, and then what comes is something You just don't like the connection irrational. between there, what's happened. There is no connection. You're not going to yeah. eliminate gun crime by taking away the guns they're defining. You're not going to eliminate uh, Mental murders. Health. You're not going to eliminate... Uh, uh, shootings, you're not going to eliminate all these handgun crimes if you just take away assault weapons. Everybody knows it. Nobody's discussing it. So now the question is, what's after that? Are they going to say, oh, you know what? We got it wrong, so you can have them back. Yeah. No, they're going to say, we didn't do enough. There's still gun crime. What's an alternative? The alternative? Well, because you would agree mental health is probably what's driving this, not necessarily guns. It's folks' mental health that are making these decisions to do something. So, is it? So you're saying crime is driven by mental health problems? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm saying if you're going to target what's causing the problem, you're saying the guns. There's no correlation between the guns and what's happening. I would say that you'd have to say then the correlation would be no, between no, no, mental health. No, no, no. I didn't health. say no correlation. There, there's a correlation in the sense that if you eliminated all guns from the planet, there would be no more gun crime. I mean, that's a that's a that is that right. is a true. Syllogism. But there's they're choosing a a, a, a type of rifle that making assault weapons against the law as they're defining them is not going to do anything to eliminate gun crime. Uh, it might, it might uh, reduce the number of crimes with those assault weapons, but it's not going to change crime in, in any significant way. I don't think. Um, and it's certainly not going to, if you're, if you say, well, we got to do something, let's just get rid of assault weapons. What you're really saying is let's do this first. Cause we can get away with this one. Cause everybody thinks they look really scary. And when this doesn't work, we're going to say, we need to do more. We need to now get, get, go into the semi-automatic handgun realm. And you know what? That wasn't enough either. Cause guess what? We still got gun crime. So now we need to go into the revolver realm. And then soon you're going to be relegated to uh, your cap and ball guns. And you know what? There's going to be crime with those. So we better take those too. And how do we know everybody's got them? Cause we made them all register them. So we'll just go knock on your door and say, give them up. That's how I, that, that, that's how I see the slippery slope slipping. Yeah. There's this bill, and then there is the Senate uh, Bill 16. So you're at the, oh, the Rebecca of the Virginia, yeah. There's two things going on there. There's a prohibiting sale, transport, et cetera, of salt weapons in certain fire magazines. So it's the same as New York, really, is what they're doing. Um, it, it sounds like it's pretty close to that. So I, I guess I, it doesn't link up. So what would I do? I don't know. But I guess I would give it at least a legitimate a uh, look. I would, I would at least it, 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 at least do something that's not thinly veiled as a, as a reason to seize guns. Because I don't Jesus. think it makes sense logically to say if we eliminate those guns or make them unlawful, that that's going to stop the crime. But we did something. There really should be a moratorium. On what? On what? On the gun stuff. I mean, the gun stuff. I mean, there was, crime in, in Columbus, yeah, Ohio, like, the, the, come like 30 in, other people, people overdosed in. the last week of January in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. You know, and, and that's just one little small city across yeah. the country. You know, I mean, those numbers are well subsiding yeah. gun problems. I started watching The Pharmacist last night on Netflix. You watch that yet? I have not. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. The bill prohibits a dealer from selling, renting. It basically says all these companies that created these drugs need to be responsible for this crap. All right, we gotta get off the guns. Um, yeah, we're off the guns. Right. We're on so, the drugs. I switched it over there. I'm just saying that you look at these numbers here with the deaths. The we gotta do something about the guns, 
and you got 31 people in Columbus, Ohio. Well, actually, I think they, that goes into the first week of January to get the exact numbers. It was something like 25, but that's in one week in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, they were talking about close to 30 people all in the fentanyl. Right, rampant, man. They were talking about having to expand the morgue. Yeah, they, right. they didn't have room. They were passing out, uh, what is that, the Narco or Narcan? Whatever? The Narcan, they were passing that out all over the place. Any, anyone can go get it. They're signing To have uh, it on you in case you see it. paying for it? They're signing. Obama. Uh, I'm now a paramedic. They're, no. they're signing I I immunity. Narco? Hey, you just stab it in. You ever seen a Pulp Where? Fiction? Did you ever see Pulp Fiction? Just yeah. shoot him in the heart yeah. and yeah. stick it in there. You use a little magic marker. Well, here's the, here's the deal. That That's my next point. So, this uh, is the in, Good Samaritan in rules. drug court, yeah. in drug court, the people that are coming through drug court, they're having them sign immunities for calling the police or trying to assist somebody that, that is overdosed. That they're, they're, they're agreeing that if you call the police, I think the language isn't necessarily jamming the needle in, it's calling the police. <laughs> so what's happening is somebody overdoses, everybody that's also using is like, oh crap, freaks out and just leaves them. You know right. what I mean? Doesn't call the police. So they're getting immunity now to say, hey, listen, we don't care what you're doing. Just if somebody is is overdose, yeah. call the police. Yeah. We're not going to charge you. This is interesting. So in 1999, there were 16,849 overdose deaths. Now, I don't know how they counted these, but 16,849. 16, and now in 2017, there were 70,237 overdose deaths. 27, 2017. And then they came out with this, uh, you know, the fentanyl lace stuff. The fentanyl, I mean, and they're putting nasty, in everything. Nasty it's ruining stuff. perfectly good drugs. Why do they do the it? Fentanyl. What's I, 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 I don't know. Because I, you want to get better high, get used to it. It's Is better, it? but it also takes your stash and you can stretch out your yeah, source. Yeah, mix it. Yeah, you yeah. Get, people don't know People want some high-powered stuff now. They're used to other stuff. Mm. You know, I saw that one, that one uh, hip-hop singer. He's doing like... He mixes, um, it's almost like cough syrup. Syrup? Yeah. Yeah. Purple drink? Yeah, drank. what is that, Purple drink. Cough syrup and water? Uh, I'm it's, serious. It's coding. They drink it all day. Yeah, it's, it's coding. Oh, like, man. I mean... I, Weren't they doing that in driving, like, teenagers, like, a long time ago? Like, they were... They called it I Forget something. that guy's name. There was a documentary on it. Justin Bieber? There was a documentary on it. Purple drink? Yeah. It's a, so purple drink is an intoxicating beverage made by adding cough syrup containing codeine and whatever that is to a carbonated soft drink consumed as a recreational drug. Hmm. Sizzurp. They drink it all day. There was a documentary. I can't remember the guy's name. It's a hip. If I said the name, you would you would recognize it. He's popular. But they hired a camera crew to follow him because they're going to do a documentary. And the guy, they noticed that he was using this all the time. So the documentary turned into... Oh my gosh, this guy's like got a real problem. <laughs> so then, he, so then he said they sat down and played the video for him, and he was like, "I don't, I'm not endorsing this. This may, makes me look really bad." And they're like, "Well, it's a documentary. That's what you told us to shoot." Right. You know what I mean? it's just you were the star. Yeah, I forget know. the name. Right. My my brother knows the name. Of it. It's it's uh I, yeah, he had me watch it. It's crazy. Oh, it's uh it's Little Wayne. Little oh, yeah. Wayne. That, that that that's who it is. Yeah. Little Wayne. That guy was like, yeah, boys, yeah, or whatever. He's, he's not very, yeah. he's shorter guy, he's got dreads. Isn't that you're thinking Little John. Oh, you're thinking oh, Little yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. One of the littles. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was a good spell. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> but that purple drink, dude, geez, Louise. I mean, that's. Good for your kidneys. Oh, mixing codeine like that. It's, I mean, it's literally like doing, I think it's like doing like NyQuil. Yeah. 
and just drinking it all day. Have, it have you water. ever prescribed that? I mean, I've, I, I remember one time I'm I was sure I, I was sick and they gave it to me. They give you a bottle. They're like, you know, don't drink, yeah. don't, don't, don't drink and drive yeah. this. So it's, you know, it, they call it, that elixir in the old west. Yeah, that stuff right there. Though I have, I've had it before. It, it doesn't sit well with me. It's like itchy and it, mm-hmm. it makes me nauseous. Mm-hmm. I can't it's, take uh, opiates. I, I, I've never responded well to it. Like other people, I think. I, I, knock on wood, I, I, I like a lot of stuff, but opiates, even when I need lame. them. Yeah, there is hazards. Yep. A little late. This guy drinks, drinks? He drinks it all day long, dude. Everybody He's got a cough. He's got a cough, dude. Like he would he would open suitcases and they're just mixed in. Like you could see like the Gatorade bottles with it mixed in. But then it's it's real thick when it's not when it's not. So he would travel with them real thick, so then he could dilute him when he gets to where he he's going. I don't know about this stuff. Oh, no, <laughs> it like, was big in that. Yeah, yeah, it's right. a real thing. It just doesn't make any sense. All right, what 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 else we got to talk about here? I mean, I think we got to mention the uh, Ohio State arrests. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's some news yeah. going around Ohio. We had uh, two guys. I, now they weren't starters, were they? They were third. They were fourth year redshirt seniors. They had they had games they had played though. They show the yeah. list of the games they played in. And they've been accused of uh, some sort of rape. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the circumstances. I think uh, she was drunk or something. And no, no, she was. I don't think she's intoxicated at all. Oh really? Uh, the, just what I read the paper. Now this is just the newspaper. It was. Um, the one of the athletes was there with a girl that he had been dating and they were engaging in consensual sex. She stops him and says, no, I don't want to do this anymore. About that time, the other athlete enters the house, which is they both live in the same house. And this is just from the newspaper. I don't know if this is true or not, but the other athlete enters the house. At that point, they force her to have sex. So I think both of them have sex. One of them is oral. The other one is actually having vaginal sex with her. And did they force her to then state on a video that it was That's consensual? That's what the news is. The news is, is, what I read in the news last night, is they're reporting that they have a video afterwards of them laughing and taking a video of her saying, uh, just say you consented. Say but you think, consented to this. I think it took seven days for them to even arrest these guys. That's what that's so what Shemansky said. That's what said. It's like, night. well, listen, how serious can this be if they yeah. waited seven days? All right, hold on. Following, there must be something going on with this. According to the affidavit, Wint grabbed the woman by. All right, what's going on? Following the alleged assault, police said that uh, the guy recorded the woman who tearfully asked if he wanted her face on the video, to which he told her no. Just say it was consensual. He he could reportedly be heard laughing at the victim on the video. Those are bad facts. Those are really bad facts, man. Yeah. If all that's true. There's going to be another story to it, but none of that's good for them. How about, how about in Ohio that they're looking, uh, DeWine's trying to get it to where you can, uh, before you'd have to break a law if you were texting, but now if they see you on your phone or had the phone in your hand, they can just pull you over? Oh, yeah. It's a difference between a primary offense and a non-primary. I don't know what the other. I don't know. Meaning they can pull you over, like if if they saw you uh, Looking like down at your not phone. having a seatbelt at one point, they couldn't pull you over. But if you're pulled over and you don't have your seatbelt and you're pulled over for something else, they can charge you with a seatbelt violation, not a primary uh, hmm. sort of reasonable suspicion type offense. But no, I mean, so they're texting. We had one of these, which is interesting from a uh, another sort of constitutional area is that the the definition of that, of, of the texting, has a lot to do with, I have to pull it up and look at it, but it has to do with... Um, 
engaged in like uh, your electronics or it's something pretty vague. Yeah, it's vague. And it wouldn't be that. It would also cover things like hitting play. If you're listening mm-hmm. to music, yep. it would be, uh, I mean, it was really nebulous that way. And I, don't, it, I mean, from what I hear, if you, the phones, if you're take a, you can take a phone call on the speakerphone, but if you have the phone in your hand, no good. If you're putting in an address, you're trying to get a map, no good. Yeah. You're fumbling through it on your, in your Pandora hitting skip. Nugid. The other mm-hmm. one I see at court a lot now is uh, misuse of earphones. Yeah, you're not so allowed you to wear earphones. So you see these people yeah. wearing earphones yeah. listening to whatever driving. Can't do that. Can't. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, no, it's, it's already illegal. Yeah. I just, I, I hadn't seen it very often, but. Well, but now since they're so small, I mean, yeah. it's like everyone's doing it, you know. Well, before, if we were driving down the street with these things on our head, it would be. No, yeah, but then again, people would have them in there and be like, well, I wasn't listening. I mean, I have my headset in, yeah, because yeah. I just got the little earbuds, but I wear them all the time. Because I see people all the time wearing them. Well, and they, they're not and, using them; they're just like wearing them. And they got maybe the, if you're a truck driver, they got the earpieces now just for the yep. phone in case it rings, like a Bluetooth, the old Bluetooth thing. But <clears throat> no, on back to the phone thing, it's like if you're using this as your map, your phone. I'm holding this, driving, using this as my map, or say it's like I've got like the thing you got in your center console. Oh yeah, he's got the, like the little thing that goes the with the cup holder and blah yep. blah blah. Well, what's the difference between hitting that button and hitting the button on my dashboard map? Because although my car navigation says I can't do it because I'm driving, but yeah, I'm but still then you can. Some of them can you can jailbreak it. My yeah. attention is still diverted if I'm following a map, even if it's where yours is. I know. Well, even if it's on the dash, like I yeah. got the navigation yeah. system. I, if I'm you know, following something, I'm okay, where do I turn here? You in know, fact, not, like, not me in my car. It pops up on the screen on on the windshield. On the windshield, yeah. yeah it'll take me to turn left or right or anything like that. Oh, you got that? Yeah, I got oh, that. That's big time. That's big time. The Toyota Corolla 2008 it's edition. Is it an 08? Is it an 05? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't have that. Mine's though. a 14. They didn't have that feature. 14. Yeah. You, you're Cadillac. Cadillac. Caddy, yeah. It's got a Cadillac, fancy though, stuff. You know what I mean? I hey, think about the old cars where when we grew up and you had the little buttons to push for the radio. And then if you wanted to get somewhere, you had to turn the dial. You right. know, that's sometimes, that's pretty distracting. And sometimes the buttons would not work right, and you had to, yeah, they had to do fine-tuning. <laughs> Johnstown if you uh, banned balloons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No no businesses can use balloons. They what? did this some time ago, yeah. we Like on the side like, of the like us, Or like the car lots. You know, the car lots with the balloons on it? No balloons. None of those guys that go, wow, you know, the fan guys that, that are like flipping all around. Yeah, those yeah, the, yep, none of that. that. No flippy signs. Does that work? What the why is it? why is they just it's distracting? distracting. Okay. I have never it's distracting. They're like but balloons. I thought I didn't know if it was going the way with the straws, like it was bad for the environment because it's plastic. No, no, no. They're yeah. like it's too distracting. Man, I have never seen one of those guys twirling the signs and thought, I'm gonna go buy that product. Whatever that is, I'm looking for it. That's what a great marketing ploy. No, but it makes sense that it would divert your attention there. What well, does? Maybe you and then you run into somebody in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, the sign flippers, I think they work. Like to the point of if you're in a strip mall or something and they Especially didn't know you when were there. Dude's got it going. You know what I mean? So, or girl. Oh, yeah. got it going. When they, when yeah. they got Flipping the flip it around, on. dancing to music, pointing at people, <laughs> waving. Oh, I mean, a lot it, of times you can't even tell where they, like, which store they're from. They're just guys flipping Which way is the sign pointing? But you don't know. It's flipping know. all around the place. I don't know. <laughs> what website is this? Why, when squirrels are one of the most popular pets? 500 pets. Ben Franklin wrote an ode to one. All right. Well, I think we've covered enough ground here. I mean, yeah. We'll get back on to Clearview hey, AI you, later. Did you ever cook squirrels when you were a kid? I, I've, I've never cooked squirrels. Never had a squirrel? No, never had right. a squirrel. I never have either. Yeah. I shot them. I never knew what my dad did with them, though. Clearview AI. Yeah, squirrel season. Gonna make, soup. It's going to make you wear your foil hat <laughs> I've even heard more. it's good in soup. I, I have. And people yeah. eat it. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I mean, if you're hungry. I've had it. And like you haven't had anything to eat. 
A little gamey, you know? really. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a rodent, you know. Let's just If be I real. had to eat a squirrel, I would. I don't have to. I wouldn't to. be scared to eat a squirrel. I'd eat a squirrel, man. I'm yeah. not scared to eat one. I just don't have to. I don't know. All right, so lots of stuff, as always, going on here at 511 Studio C. That is Channel 511 Studio C. Thanks to Jay, uh, our stat man. Uh, we got stat man, and, you know, Jay's here. Of course, he's uh, working on his own series, Colonels of Truth. Jared looks like we're going to be at the table with him at least sometimes, uh, telling you some pretty cool stories, linking it you all together. you got to let me slip in, Jay. You Educate me. Educate me. Let's not forget about the coronavirus still out there. Man, I tell you, I got a little nervous about the, that today. The CDNC, uh, they, they, want, they, want, they wanted to help China. 36, uh, 36 days ago, they said they'd come out and help. We haven't got the approval to go over there. They're afraid we're going to be sending spies A lot of, of the people that are coming down are the nurses and doctors um, that are trying yeah, to help. Yeah. The whistleblower doctor died. Yeah, yeah, yep. Immediately, they, they, they locked him NPR. up first, you know. They were like, oh, you're, you're industry, fake news. Industry's still pretty much shut down over there? Industry's still pretty much shut down over there, and it's not getting any better. I think right now they're up to, like, was it 60,000, 70,000 known uh, infections of it? And right. uh, it's, it's growing pretty good there. And then we have Clearview AI, Jeff. I'll have to tell you this story, man. Uh, we can tell it today. We can tell it tomorrow. But uh, there's a company out there. This guy, he's a, he's a champion of AI, of, of building uh, the, the apps. One of his big apps is that you can put Donald Trump's hair on your head. And, um, you know, because, you know, we all want that. Well, they have all that. But uh, he now, has got right? a, like, uh, he came up with an app that is now used within law enforcement. And uh, he has three, is it 300 billion photos. And what they did was he made this algorithm and he went on online and uh, he looked up from YouTube to Facebook to anything out there, bing, 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 all these, and then facial recognition through with it. Now, he's saying that right now they're only uh, selling the app to uh, law enforcement, which is a couple of law enforcement from shoplifting to child molesting to assaults that uh, have been able to pick people out because somebody might have taken a picture of it or videotaped the fight. Well, they can run through there and, and find out who this person is. But in that, in this app, let's say that you were at a park you could just start scanning people around and then it would be like, here's their LinkedIn page. Here's their Facebook page. Here's their address down to where he got those, uh, those, those AI glasses. Yeah. And he's got it set up to where literally you could just walk into a room and it will scan out everybody and you'll get all the information. I wonder what it say about me. It would say probably where you live, where you work, the last time you posted on there. It'd have a bunch of crazy pictures uh, that your brother did of us. I'm sure that those would all be yeah. on there. Yeah. Man, that's and, kind of uh, scary. It's uh, it's 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 a pretty scary thing, man. Because once again, it might be you know for everything that's good it can be used as for for the evil as well, and uh, you just want to go out and start stalking people. It's uh, oh, just think about it. You, so everybody's going to know everything about you soon enough. I mean, and be, it's like we shouldn't be surprised. Our phones now, you just look at it and it'll open up for you. Not mine. Oh, you you didn't do that? No. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm, not, I'm not into that. Oh wow, do you do it? Bill? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I have it. I'm not the I mean, only one, I guess. Do the fingerprint, man. But the, the no, the the new iPhone. You just look at yeah, it. Yeah, the new iPhone. Let you in. Have that. Yeah. I had that on my. I have that on my Samsung. I just. I don't use that. Is that? Um, I'm not gonna lie. There was a time I did use it, but Clearview AI. It seemed to recognize out. me at play, at times when I think it shouldn't have, like when I was wearing sunglasses. Mm-hmm. It's still recognizing. Yeah, it'll me. still recognize. Yep. I thought that's not good. I think. A little bit sketchy. I don't know. I don't know. I, I <laughs> wow, right there it is. Clearview technology to help solve the hardest, hardest crimes. crimes. Yikes. 
And if you look up on there uh, from the the Times, had a, it on uh, I listened to the Daily. It's on NPR. There, it's brought to you by the Times, and uh, she did an interview with them. And uh, it's pretty pretty interesting, man. It's pretty crazy on how far they can go with it. And this guy just made the app, and then everybody could have this app. You go into a bar, bing, 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 bing. That's what I was telling. I was like, you know, you could use it like, let's say you're a single guy, right? And you see this lady and you bing her, right? And you can look up and be like, oh, she likes tacos. But how do they know that? You know what I mean? Then you can walk up and just have a conversation, but you already know, you know what I mean? Because you just met her right that night. How could, how could he, he doesn't know my name. How could he know all this information? How do they know all the information? Because you posted it. You posted pictures like, I love tacos. And then you'd be able to be like, like oh, you're just going to come up. I love Youngstown. And oh, I'm an Italian and I love cooking because you have all this cooking. So pictures. what happens is you get somebody's face and it identifies. So I, I get your yeah. face on my phone. It identifies you and links you to all, everything you're linked to. Everything huh. you're linked to. Yeah. You got to take it off. Hell no. You got to take it off, dude. It's good. It's good for the envi- It's not good for the environment to not have that on. Dude. What? What on? He's got the tape on the screen. He's got the tape over the, uh, the camera. Man. The camera. Well, it's not good for the environment. I'm just yeah, kidding. Exactly. I'm just joking around. Look at this propaganda. Facial it's on, rec tech. It's, on website. it's a win for the little win, guy. Win. Have no fear. Have no fear of facial. I have fear of it actually. I I, yeah. I have fear of all this kind of stuff. What's China do with that? I don't know. Oh, over. right now they, they got they got they got they'll, they'll give you like. for, yeah for, for jaywalking yeah whatever they got your facial recognition for anything they know exactly where you're at they're following you all the time their facial recognition is huge. And we've got that something going on here in Ohio with Facebook. They're building another uh, 100 million square footage, but uh, somehow the government's involved in this. Not all the construction you people are allowed over there. Oh, hell no. And uh, <laughs> they got something. They got something cooking outside <laughs> yeah, of New Albany. Okay, you don't even know how okay. that's fair. That's fair. All right. So this is they're building this. Where is this over by Johnstown? This is uh yeah the upper New Albany there uh, New Albany area. Yeah. And uh, they've already got a big part of it built. But they got a whole nother area they're putting up. I think it's another hundred million square foot. Yeah. Now, in that hundred million square foot, I think it's going to be a total of like fifty employees. And what's over in New Albany? But uh, yes. but but yeah, that's the, the, he's he owns the property. Mm-hmm. He's rented to him. Mm-hmm. But right now, there's something going on to where I've just I heard this from a reliable source. This is a different <laughs> source, but it's very reliable. And. Uh, but right now they got things blocked off to where the construction workers can't see it. Not allowed yeah. in certain areas, and uh, government vehicles are pulling up down to full uniform military. I can verify that the first is, person is is is, is coming in. Over there. And what's that mean? I don't know. I don't, what nobody knows it's what it means. Right? Yeah. It's, and it's all it's Facebook. Facebook and the government are yeah. in bed together. Fa- Facebook and the government are in bed together. Yeah. We know that, that over yeah. off of uh, yeah. Yeah, Why do you th- I mean, it's they, off Beach Road. You gave them your information in between uh, Morse Road and uh, <laughs> that's good and one sixty one. Well, look, I've had plenty of ca- I've had plenty it's, of cases involving Facebook where, you know, like the well, you worked on a case where we pulled crap off Facebook. There's one of the key witnesses involved standing there with a, you know, with a big fan of cash yes. on Facebook as if I just scored in the dope deal. That you know? was Jared's boy. That was my dude <laughs> right there. Yeah. Well, well, it's scary well, stuff. I'm going to delete to my it, I know. I know. <coughs> they already have your image. You have to opt out of it. How do I do that? No, you can't opt out. You're in. You're, yeah, you're, you're like, stuck oh, I trust you. there. I trust you guys will take me off the list. You're walking around. I mean, there's cameras taking photos of you all the time. You know, we need, we but, need more government but, to solve this A lot problem. of criminals go absolutely crazy on there. I have a friend of mine who is um, he, he he's an officer. 
And he showed me something, this Facebook page. And uh, the guy went by this. I think his, his name on his Facebook was, I sell weed. That was his name. Yeah. That's his, that's his profile, smart. right? <laughs> I sell weed. And guess what he does on Facebook? He sells weed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. right there you can place orders and go through it. He's got a whole list of pictures of him with the weed, with the money. And uh, just so we know, and right now, I sell weed. I shouldn't, I guess I'm about to. A recent report by BuzzFeed has revealed don't, that the don't, bold don't claims made by Clearview are impossible to verify and could, in fact, simply be wrong. Right. market sector for you. Yeah, there you go. He is I now mean, a If I've learned anything from the show, it sounds like everything's wrong. Everything's it's wrong. It's a big conspiracy, dude. Yeah. Yes, it it's is. They're taking my guns, they're taking my house, they're taking my country. Can a private citizen have that? They're taking my face. They're taking my face, you know. So just just these police agencies. Well, like plus Indiana the... Indiana State already did it. Okay. Police. Plus the private organization that owns it. Yes. All right. All right, well... So everybody knows your face has been stolen. So we're talking about your we face. We will have a president in November. We will. That's a guaranteed. Well, I don't know, actually. No, you don't think so? Well, well it won't be November. It'll be January. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean as soon, as the soon, voting goes down there. I mean, they're still going to, there's still talk of a second impeachment attempt at Trump. Uh, there's, to oh, there's going to be like 10. Freaking state police is that a is that a good enough? Seventy percent of the time it's accurate reported, oh even though God. it can't be proven. Well, well, it's it's better than nothing, I guess. There's a lot of things that are like oh that. Like, if you think, if you think like that's what fifty one percent. If you think that's, I mean, look, the best field sobriety test is probably seventy five percent. Seventy four. Yeah, seventy four. That's the best. That's the best. If rating. you do it correctly, that the horizontal gaze nystagmus is seventy one. Gives the officer seventy four percent chance. I believe it's 74. That you go over. That if you blew right then, you blow 0.1 or higher. If you have all the necessary clues on, on that test and it's done correctly. Yeah. All right. And that's considered the most reliable one they have. If you, because if of you, like walking a line and stuff like that, your age, your ailments, you bundle them all, all that up, stuff can play a factor. Your eyes are your eyes, you know. If you bundle them all up, it gets like an 81 or an 82. I guess. Yeah, These aren't even my eyes. I borrowed them from my roommate. I don't even think it's that high. I think if you bundle them all up, it's like 65. I think it goes lower no, no, because no. The, it goes lower. the walk and turn in the one-legged. Yeah. It goes lower. They're not as effective. Right. Yeah. All right. I seen a video where a guy got pulled over, and he was a juggler, and uh, he wanted to show the officers that he wasn't drunk, so he started juggling uh, the bowling pins. <laughs> just for real? Yeah, it's for real. <laughs> Look it up. It's out there. It's on the internet. His face is now locked into facial recognition. <laughs> um, Let's get him as a guest. It's, it's, it's good to go. Did you juggle for us? All right. Now, now this time I'm wrapping it up. So, again, another riveting episode of Lawyer Talk. Talking about the election again. How can we not? We're talking about guns. How can we not? And all great things to come. So, Why do you think I have a beard, by the way, too? Oh, boy. We need to just end this show. He's wrapping it up. Do you can't see my face, brother. <laughs> you know, the most important thing we got going on, I always have all these announcements. The most important thing we got going on is, in fact, the Patreon account. So all of this content that you are getting, this high-end, super quality news content, video content, audio content, uh, it's making you laugh, it's making you cry, making you informed. Uh, you get to go and support us on Patreon. Now, how do you do that? Well, you can ask Candace because she is a Patreon supporter. And she knew to do the following. Go to channel511.com, scroll to the bottom, check out the Patreon icon, click it, and go. And you too can be like Candace. 
and be a supporter. Now, what do we do with that money? We continue to bring you content because, of course, that's what we like to do. Uh, while you're there, by the way, Jared, you know what they ought to do? They ought to, they ought to also check on the YouTube icon right next to it, and that'll take them right to Channel 511 on YouTube, where you can find all sorts of awesome video streaming content. They are getting views at an enormous rate. Uh, lots of great interviews. Uh, we got some that uh, I keep threatening to post, but they are coming. Uh, Jay, Jay Simons, talking about uh, science, climate control, or, or climate change and some other things. Uh, we have uh, a U.S. attorney talking about some stuff, and we got uh, you interviewing Ian, talking That's about right. CBD. Stay tuned for all that. And how will you know if it's released? All you got to do is subscribe now. Ring the bell, and you'll get notification. Watch it and love it. All happening right here at Studio C. Now, why does it sound so good? Ring the bell. Oh, yeah, ring the bell. That way you get the notification. Uh, and why does it sound so good? Because we got Freddie B making the audio right. Not just here, up at Studio B. The Berg. The Berg. Yeah, still working with Dwayne Knapper. Freddie B was down uh, out of state for a while, but working all the time tirelessly on that project. He was doing some mastering on some of those Knapper songs that are uh, soon to be released. Uh, again, lots of great, great stuff. In the video, by the way, no accident why that looks so good. We got Dan Buckley, Dan Buckley Photography, making the photos, making the video look great. Uh, podcasts are coming in faster than we can record them. Jeff, you got one coming with the fight guys. Already laid down a few tracks. We got Colonels of Truth coming with Jay. Laid down a few tracks uh, and more and more and more waiting in the wings. Businesses, individuals, people who just want to have fun signing up at Channel 511 for us to produce your podcast. You can too. So uh, this has been Lawyer Talk off the record, on the air, talking about politics, guns, and all the related, at least until now.